This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. It's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Not my brother, not my sister, but it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Not my brother, not my sister, but it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord Standing in the need of prayer Not my mother, not my father, but it's me, oh Lord Standing in the need of prayer Not my mother, not my father, but it's me, oh Lord Standing in the need of prayer It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord Standing in the need of prayer It's me, it's me Preaching not the deacon, but it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Not the preacher, not the deacon, but it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Not my neighbor, not a stranger, but it's me, oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer Not my neighbor, not my stranger, but it's me, oh Lord Standing in the need of prayer It's me, it's me, oh Lord Standing in the need of prayer It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord Standing in the need of There's a God, God. Oh 
Almighty, and you've got to love him if you want salvation in a home on high. If you say you love him while you hate your neighbor, then you don't have religion, you just told a lie. Oh, you don't love God. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Show mercy as God shows mercy. Praise the God of compassion. Be gracious to neighbors. Remember the poor. Praise to the God of mercy. Our debts are forgiven, so we should forgive. Praise to author of our salvation. Welcome to worship, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran churches of Duranda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tague, and thanks today to Jim Haugerud and Debbie Tague, our musicians, Kathy Christensen, our reader and provider of the children's message, and our recording engineer is Brad Anderson. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio 93.1 FM and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715 268 9577 by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. We want to thank WPCA Radio for this broadcast. Next Sunday, we'll be at Trinity Lutheran at 9.30, and we hope you all have a great Labor Day weekend. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. You may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle and a cross. You might enjoy making a small worship space to enhance your at-home worship. You may also want to have Bible or Bibles for the kids and for yourself. We will be celebrating communion again this Sunday. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God and open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit our breath of life. 
and together we confess our sins before God and one another. God of peace, we are a restless people, always wanting more, doing more, needing more. But in our rush and chasing after satisfaction, we find we have less time, less meaning, less connection with you, others, and even ourselves. Interrupt our frenzied world and guide us back to you. Forgive us for overlooking those in need and neglecting to enjoy and care for this world you have given us. Amen. Our God is slow to anger and quick to pardon. Come and rest in God's mercy. Receive God's forgiveness for all the ways you have missed the mark. Receive the peace of the Spirit. Amen. And now we'll continue with our gathering songs. Jesus calls us for the tumult of our lives, what restless sea. Day by day his clear voice sounding, saying, Christian, follow me. As of old Saint Andrew heard it by the Galilean lake, turned from home on toil and kindred, leaving all for Jesus' sake. In our joys and in our sorrows, days of toil and hours of ease, still he calls and cares and Christian, love me more than these. Jesus calls us by your mercies. Savior, may we hear your call. Give our hearts to your obedience. Serve and love you best of all. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. We 
My chains are gone, I've been set free. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing grace. continue with this morning's litany. God rested after creating all that is. We rest and spend time with God. Our neighbors, our communities need rest. So many struggle, so many live in, with pain. Our society is unjust. One person is privileged while another suffers oppression. God calls us to offer rest to others. God calls us to practice generosity at the deepest level. In profound love of neighbor, there is rest. May we live out God's command to provide Sabbath to our communities. May God help us in this work that all might rest in God. Continue with the prayer of the day. Merciful God, you desire always to show compassion to those who need it. Soften our hearts toward people in our debt, that we might learn to love as you love. In the name of Jesus, our Savior, we pray. Amen. Now I encourage you to share a sign of peace, or you bless yourself or someone worshiping with you today, beginning with a touch on the forehead and using the Trinity formula. Be blessed, or I am blessed in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We'll now turn to the Holy Scriptures, and Kathy Christensen will share those with you and the children's sermon. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, chapter 15, verses 11 through 32. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus said, There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of Give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his poverty in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began, began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. But then he came to himself and he said, how many of my father's hired hands have bread enough to spare, and he, but here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. And while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. And he ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. 
Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And get the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and now is found. And they began to celebrate. Now the elder son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked him what was going on. And he replied, your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you and have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back who has devoured your, devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, son, you are always with me, and all that is mine in your is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and now has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. It's time now to talk with the young people of the parish. Hi, guys. I was wondering... Do you like to play board games? I do. My favorite board game is called Parcheesi. And the object of this game is to take your four pieces and start at the starting circle and by using two dice, move around the board until you get all four pieces home in the middle of the board. And the first one there wins. And actually, there are three other people that you're playing with and that are trying to do the same thing you are, all trying to be the first one home and all trying to win. It's a lot of fun to play the game if, if you like the, are the first one to win, but not so much fun if you're the last one to get home. The way you play a game or this game or any other games tells me a lot about how you live your life. Are you the person who gets down to business? You shake the dice and move as fast as you can around that board. You don't worry about the other players. You're out to win no matter what. Or are you start that game by taking it slow. Maybe you even help the other players along the way, making sure all can win the race. You know, God has given you a choice on how you live your life. God wants you to win, but not at the cost of others. God wants you to help others along the way of life. If someone needs your help, stop what you're doing and help them. Show them you care. Reach out to those in need in any way you can. Be patient and kind and show love and support to those that are in need. Because when you do these things for other people, not only do you win at that game of life, but the people you, you help will also win. 
you feel better, and so do they. And if you play your board games that way, not always winning, the other players will want to play with you. Think about that. Yes, I know winning the game is fun, but helping others win the game is also very rewarding. Play the game of life as God would want you to do by helping others along the way. Let us pray. Dear God, be patient with me when it comes to winning. Help me to help others also win that game of life. In your name, amen. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Well, this has been quite a week for Deb and I as we've gotten the good old COVID uh, virus and it's uh, made it a little more interesting. But it's uh, been a good week in studying this text because it's one of the favorites 
but I think we need to put the text in context with what's around it. You see, there are three parables that are told. We only told you the last one. And it's Jesus in response to the Pharisees and the scribes who murmured about him, this man receives sinners and eats with them. Isn't that disgusting? When we think that how good it is and we can sit down at the start of our services and admit that we are sinners. And then at the end of the service today, we get to eat with him. That's who Jesus is. That's who God is. But those who are on the outside looking in are saying, what's with these people? What's with this God? And so Jesus tells three quick parables. The first one is about the lost sheep. He had a hundred sheep and lost one of them. Now it wasn't that the shepherd lost them, the sheep went running off on its own somewhere in the wilderness. And so he gets the others put away and then he goes and looks and searches for that sheep. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors saying to them, rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. Just as I tell you, there were more joy, there's more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Then he goes to another parable. The woman who had 10 silver coins and she loses one, sweeps the whole house, seeks diligently until she finds it. And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors saying, rejoice with me for I have found the coin which I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. And now we come to the point of these three parables that comes together. All three of them talk about being lost, being found, rejoicing. But as we see at the end, here's where it really hits home. I love that story of the prodigal. I think we all kind of associate with the lost son. We know what it's like to be off on our own. We may not get in desperate straits like that young man, but we probably know some people who have. And we watch with concern. We watch with hurt as the father did, wondering where that son was, what was going on in his life. He wasn't just idly passing time. He was looking in the horizon for that son to come home. We talked about how it is to let go last Sunday, but the father was still hoping that the son would come home. I loved when one fellow pastor told the story of the prodigal. He said, I thought I did a great job and uh, confirmation kids are taking notes. And I thought I'd talked about grace and all that. But he said it was interesting that 19 out of the 20 kids wrote on their uh, sermon notes, the long walk home. They identified with that thing of where, when you've messed up and now you've got to face your parents 
it's not much fun. Or if you have someone else that you have to face up, a coach or a teacher or a friend, it's a long walk. That young man came to himself and realized what was going on. I love this where he says, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and went to his father. And as he tried, as his father came running to greet him, he was trying to get those words out. Before he was done, the father wasn't condemning or anything else. He was saying, get the robe for my son, get the ring for his finger, kill the fatted calves. Let's have a party. For this my son was dead is now alive. He was lost, but now he is found. In all three parables, that line comes, and with it comes after it the rejoicing, the party, to make merry, to rejoice, to be happy that life and being found is a good thing. But now, now comes the part where the listeners started to feel uncomfortable because they were starting to get the point that Jesus was making. The elder son was in the field and he came down and drew near to the house. He heard music and dancing and he called one of the servants and asked, what does this mean? And he said, this your brother has come and your father has killed a fatted calf because he has received him safe and sound. But the elder son was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him, but he answered his father, Lo, these many years, I have served you. I have dis never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But when this son of yours came who has devoured your living with harlots, you killed for him the fatted calf. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me. All that is mine is yours. It was fitting to make merry and be glad, for this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost, but now is found. Think about that. Where do you fit into this story? Where do I fit in this story? I know how I've been at times. I haven't always rejoiced at someone else having good fortune. I haven't gotten angry or bitter necessarily, but I haven't always, well, that's okay, I guess. There wasn't that sense of joy and merriment. <laughs> when the Baptist church or the Presbyterian Church, the Methodist Church, the Catholic Church has success. This old Lutheran sometimes sits back and, oh, okay. But don't we rejoice when the family brings people home? Can't we be merry and have parties and celebrate? Isn't that what church is about? That's why we sing. Because there's a sense of real joy that we have been found, that we have come home and we've been accepted by the Father. And it's Jesus' mission, it's God's mission to have the family together and to celebrate. But oh, how sad it is as we listen to this story because we don't know what happened. 
We don't know if that elder brother came in. And if we see what happened in Jesus' life and ministry, my guess is the Pharisees and scribes were not happy with this. They did not understand it. It did not explain why he was eating with sinners because that was against this God of love. Because you see, when we deal with no compassion, after a while bitterness sets in. If there's no thankfulness, envy sets in. If there's no grace, judgment sets in. When we don't know who we are or whose we are, we can't let other people feel at home. That's where the problem was coming with these folks and the elder son. Sure, he had worked all these years, but he had received more than he ever knew, and he couldn't see past it. The blindness of his anger at somebody else getting something they didn't deserve. And as long as he felt he deserved it, he was never going to enter the joy, the celebration, the life of grace and mercy. Not, for, not only for his younger brother, but for himself. He was never going to feel at home as long as he held this anger, this bitterness, this judgment. Tony Campalo tells a story he uses from a, a book or a play called Raisin in the Sun. And I've shared this before, but it really fits here and it just, it grabs me every time I read it. So I'd like to share it with you. Some years ago, I saw Lorraine Hansberry's play, Raisin in the Sun, and heard a passage that still haunts me. In the play, an African-American family inherits $10,000 from their father's life insurance policy. The mother of the household sees in this legacy the chance to escape the ghetto life of Harman, Har Harlem and move into a little house with flower boxes out in the countryside. The brilliant daughter of this family sees the money as a chance to live out her dream and go to medical school. But then the older brother has a plea that is difficult to ignore. He begs for the money so that he and his friend can go into business together. He tells the family that with the money he can make something of himself and make things good for the rest of them. He promises that if he can just have the money, he can give back to the family all the blessings that their hard lives had denied them. Against her better judgment, the mother gives in to the pleas of her son. She has to admit that life's chances have never been good for him and that he deserves the chance that this money might give him. And as you might suspect, the so-called friend skips town with the money. The desolate son has to return home and break the news to the family that their hopes for the future have been stolen and their dreams for a better life are gone. His sister lashes into him with a barrage of ugly epitaphs. She calls him every despicable thing she can imagine. Her contempt for her brother has no limits. Finally, when she takes a breath in the midst of her tirade, the mother interrupts her and says, 
I thought I taught you to love him. Beneatha, the daughter, the daughter answers, love him. There's nothing left to love. And the mother responds, there's always something left to love. And if you ain't learned that, you ain't learned nothing. Have you cried for that boy today? I don't mean for yourself and the family because we lost all that money. I mean for him, for what he's been through and what it done to him. Child, when do you think is the time to love somebody the most? When they done good and make things easy for everybody? Well then, you ain't through learning because that ain't the time at all. It's when he's at his lowest and I can't, and can't believe in himself because the world done whipped him so. When you start measuring somebody, measure him right, child. Measure him right. Make sure you done taken into account what hills and valleys he done come through before he got to wherever he is. That is grace. It is love that is given when it is not deserved. It is forgiveness given when it is not earned. It is a gift that flows like a refreshing stream to quench the fires of angry, condemning words. How much more loving and forgiving is the Father's love for us? And how much more is the grace of God for us? Oh, that we of the church could listen and learn from these three stories. Wouldn't we be a happier church? Wouldn't we be a happier, more fulfilled people? The word rejoice, the words joy would be ringing in and out of our lives and our place day in and day out. And most of all, there'd be people who have been lost who are welcomed home, who desire it, who long for it, who need it. That's what we're here for. That's what we do. We love people, those who have made it and those who just can't seem to get a break, those who don't deserve it, just like us. But faith calls them to receive the gifts of joy and of life and of celebration and acceptance and family and joining the party. And when we hear the music, and we see the dancing. May we have enough grace to join in. Amen. Watching for you and 
Should we tarry when Jesus is pleading, pleading for you and for me? Why should we linger and heed not his mercies, mercies for you? Let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffering under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We'll now continue with the prayers of the church. Together with the community of Christ throughout the world, let us pray for the church, the world, and all in need. Sometimes we see your divine extravagance as unfair, forgetting that we haven't earned or deserved, deserved anything we have. Reorder our thinking towards your vision of a world where all may thrive and none are lacking. God of rest, in mercy, hear our prayer. This world is teeming with resources, goodness, and plenty. Compel us to work in those areas where justice is still waiting to be realized, where your children still cry out in hunger, suffering, and need. God of rest, in mercy, hear our prayer. We are grateful for the ties that, which bind us to all peoples and the endless opportunities you give us to begin anew. As you long that all may be one, so unite us in the love which joins us as a human family. 
God of rest, in mercy, hear our prayer. Where one suffers, all suffer. Help us to acknowledge the wounds of the world and to be on the front lines of spreading your healing and peace. We bring before you those with special concerns. Kelsey Zamuda, Joyce Anderson, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Jim Wade, Ron Lee, Maury Nicholson, Ida Martinson, Helen Erickson, Julie Dubois, Scott Morgan, Matt Crerup, Randy Goglin, Helen Jorgensen, Becky Anderson, Shirley Lenz, Dave Christensen, Alicia Strike, Jim Curtis, Dean Muse, Jean Hoisington, and Andy Elmer. God of rest, in mercy, hear our prayer. We lift up those forgotten saints among us whose names will never be celebrated, but whose lives reflect the compassion of their creator, helpers of the poor and homeless, medical caregivers and therapists, and workers for justice. God of rest, in mercy, hear our prayer. We lift these prayers and those in our hearts into your loving arms, O God, trusting in your abundant mercy. Amen. We continue with the offering. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors. And again, I'm a remember, I'm remember our family in Malawi, where when they took the offering, everybody was able to give, whether they had money or not. They just put their hand over their offering, and if you want it today and you're not gonna get a money offering somewhere, put your hand over your heart and say, this week I will do this for somebody else. And that can be your offering. Let us pray. The gifts we bring do not belong to us, O God, but have come to us only through your goodness and generosity. The bounty of this earth is not ours alone, but meant to be shared among all people. May our acts of giving be the first step toward fairness and justice for all of your children. We pray in the name of our loving Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you want to get the bread and the wine ready, we will um, have communion at this time. When the church celebrates Holy Communion, we gather with all saints from every time and place to hear again the story of God's power, God's love shown to us through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body broken for you. Do this as oft as you eat it in remembrance of me. And again after supper, he took the wine and gave thanks and gave it to all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for many 
for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. When you eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death and resurrection until he comes. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or wafer, and as you eat it, hear this promise from Jesus, the body of Christ broken for you. Now take the wine or grape juice, and as you drink it, hear this promise from Jesus, the blood of Christ shed for you. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen. Called to walk together as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that hearse come rolling for to carry my mother away will the circle be unbroken by and by lord by and by there's a better home awaiting in the sky I went back home, my home was lonesome 
Missed my mother, she was gone. All my brothers, sisters crying. What a home so sad and lone. Will the circle be unbroken? By and by, Lord, by and by. There's a We sang the songs of childhood, hymns of faith that made us strong. Ones that our dear mother taught us while the angels sang along. Will the circle be unbroken by and by? listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. God.